0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction. And I'm blessed to be your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, the one and only Mr. Speaker. Please visit the Bishop's website at RobertG.Rudolph.org. That's RobertG.Rudolph.org. There you can listen to previous episodes of the podcast and stay informed of Bishop's events and his services. Today, we're going to continue our topic from last week, A Good Cause for Hope, this is part two. Get ready for some powerful teaching. Good afternoon, Bishop Rudolph.
1: Good afternoon, sir. How are you?
0: I'm doing just fine here in Tallahassee. It's a little rainy and cold here today in the capital city of the state of Florida, but all in all, I am doing well, Bishop. How are things going in your neck of the woods?
1: I am doing fine, and I want you to know that I have on a hoodie that has Florida A&M on the front of it. I'm just letting you know that I'm doing my HBCU uh support on this morning because I got a hoodie somebody somebody I ain't calling no man <laughs> Somebody I know uh, blessed me with a Florida AM hoodie. And so I am excited about the Rattlers this morning, and I want to just wish everybody a merry, merry Christmas. I know in a few days we will be celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas to everyone.
0: And thank you so very much, Bishop, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. And I'm sure all the Rattlers that are listening are very, very happy. <laughs> You're sporting, sporting the Florida A&M paraphernalia. I'm, on today. I'm doing it
1: today. By the time we uh, play this, it will be after Christmas. But uh, still, I hope everybody have they have a wonderful Christmas, wonderful new year. And just thank God for the opportunity to do the bo- podcast on today.
0: All right. Well, Bishop, if you would please be so kind, like always, just open us up in prayer on this afternoon.
1: Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you have given to us to use social media and to use technological advances to spread your word. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen.
0: Amen. And I'm looking forward to the continuation of this discussion, because as you stated, we're moving into Christmas. And this is the time when some people feel all alone because they have no family, and no friends, and they feel somewhat hopeless. Give us a recap of last week about this good cause for hope as we get an understanding of what it means for hope to wait on God.
1: Well, yes, sir. On last week, the Lord blessed us as we talked uh, from Luke, the first chapter, and also a portion of Luke, the second chapter. And I put special emphasis upon Luke 1 and 45, where it says, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were, to- which were told her from the Lord. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Again, we are talking about Mary and her visit with the angel and how uh, she was told that you are blessed and highly favored. And now Mary goes to her cousin Elizabeth. And the Bible tells us that while she gave salutation to Elizabeth, John the Baptist, who was six months, uh, his mother was six months pregnant with him at the time. And the babe leaped In Elizabeth's womb, and the Bible also says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost, and in 1 and 45, Luke 1 and 45, it gives us a definition of hope, where again it says, And blessed is she that hath believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So she anticipated a performance of what was going to happen. And we talked last week about how hope is an expectation that God will fulfill his promise. It is going to happen. If God said it, if God put it in front of you, it is going to happen. And then the second point we made on last week is the fact that hope, uh, hope trusting God in spite of problems, The Bible tells us that Simeon was a man who had been promised that he was going to see the Messiah. He was going to see the Savior. Obviously, this man was an older gentleman, and he did not want to die. God had promised him that he would not die until he saw the promise. And so when they brought Jesus, the newborn babe, into the temple to make sure that he was circumcised on the eighth day, of his uh, his birth, after his birth, eight days after his birth, then the Spirit of the Lord revealed unto him who Jesus was, who this baby was. And he magnified the Lord because he knew that his promise had been fulfilled. Then it also tells us that when you trust God, it transcends the understanding. It transcends your expectations. Because in this situation with Simeon, he didn't know how he was going to see this child. He was at an older Age. He was older and he could have died at any moment, but God had promised him that he was going to see this child. And because of it, he was able to see him. God blessed him. And he praised God because he was able uh, to see this blessed child. So we don't know how God is going to do things. We don't know how he's going to make ways and open doors, but we can expect it according to the scripture that God, his promises, they often transcend our understanding and
0: our expectation. With that statement, what comes to mind is now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Bishop, it's that process of not knowing the unknown, especially when God has told us something or given us a promise Help us to understand how hope gives us the ability to wait and not move on our own to try to make things happen, but wait on God to fulfill it.
1: Well, that's, that's the key word today. Wait is the key word. If you look at Luke, the second chapter, and let's look at verses 28 through 30. Let me read this to you. This is Simeon again here. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God. And said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. In some places that is translated as let mine eyes now see the results or let my eyes now see your promise. And that's powerful. So a point I want to make to you is that when you wait on God, you can understand that God accomplishes his will, his way and he does it the way he wants to do it now again we're dealing with Simeon and he was an older gentleman and at and and some sources said that he was at the point of death and so he needed the confirmation that God was going to do what he said he was going to do and so he went into the temple he saw this child the spirit moved upon him and said this is the child that will be the savior the messiah the soon coming king. And so in order for God to accomplish his will, his way, we have to wait on him. You've got to wait. You can't try to force God. You can't try to rush God. You must wait for him to fulfill the promise that he made to his people. And that's what Simeon did. And that's what we've got to do today. I know that we are antsy. I know that sometimes we are filled with anxiety. God, are you going to do what you said you're going to do? And sometimes we try to help God, but that's not the best way to do it. Allow him, wait on him and allow him to do whatever he said he was going to do. And he has to do it his way. Because if it was your way or my way, it wouldn't be the expectation of what we are trying to receive. But if it's his way, and if he does it the way he wants to do it, we know that it's done correctly. So we've got to wait on God, wait on him. Again, I say wait on him for him to do what he
0: says he's going to do. I really like that. And sometimes we look at waiting as something that we're going to do idly and very passively. But Waiting can require you to do some things and to take action and to be involved. And it brings me back to an acronym that a friend of mine gave to me for the word wait. It it stands for worship as I transform. Worship as I transform. And when I look at the example you've given today, Bishop, with Simeon, where was he? He was in the temple worshiping. And while he was worshiping, God transformed his situation and actually allowed him to see the promise so i really like that concept of waiting bishop
1: oh i love that concept and and i you know i'm going to preach that right you do realize that i'm going to use that i'm writing this down right now wait as i transform worship i am going worship to oh worship worship as i transform that's your acronym for wait i am going to preach that so i'm i'm telling you right now
0: just give um, me a copy of the sermon i'm, I'm gonna have to um,
1: but but anyway, he, he waited. Uh, God's will was accomplished. And that was most important because his hope waited. That's what we have to understand. Your hope, you, you can be filled with hope, but your hope has to wait. And then another point I want to bring to you uh, is found in the first chapter, verses 45 through 47. And we mentioned it before. That was uh, what was written. And again, it does not disappoint. Uh, so that was when... The Bible says that uh, soon after her voice, well, let me just read it. Verse 44, for lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And so hope does not disappoint. It does not disappoint. The exchange between Elizabeth and Mary just shows how hope does not lead to disappointment. But it does fulfill the promises of God, and that is important. Mary trusted the promises for a good reason. Uh, She didn't understand it, and I'm quite sure if we were in her situation, we wouldn't understand it either. All of these things were fulfilled as Christ was born on that first Christmas, if I can use that term. It happened. It was done. God blessed the opportunity, and that child was born. And so with that being said, when the wise men came and they bowed at his feet and they worshiped him and they gave him the gifts and and it was so much more than what Mary could have expected, all because she waited on God and <clears throat> God did exactly what he said he was going to do. And, and she was blessed and Joseph was blessed and, and the son, uh, Jesus, was blessed. Mary could not have expected this to happen in the way that it did. But thanks be to God, it did. So hope does not disappoint. So wait on God. Have your hope. Wait on God. Don't be disappointed in how God does it. Because if he said it, it's going to happen. It may not be the way I would do it. It may not be the way that you would do it. But he said it and it's going to happen. So his hope does not disappoint. I think uh, the saints used to say a long time ago, he may not come when you want him. Go ahead. But he's all always right on time. And as a matter of fact, I don't want him uh, when I want him. I want him when he wants to show up because when he shows up the way he shows up, I guarantee you it's the best way. And so I trust him because God, I'm trusting you. I'm putting this into your hands, God. I'm putting this problem into your hands. I'm putting the situation into your hands and I'm expecting you to deal with it. Now, God, now that you have it, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to bother it anymore. And whenever you do what you say you're going to do, I'm going to be thankful because I know that was the right time for me to get it or the right time for it to happen. And I know I will not be disappointed because you are doing what you said that you're going to do. You're going to go beyond my expectations, just like you did with Mary and Joseph.
0: That is so true, because God, he never fails. We may want something else, but God always keeps his promises. You know, individuals will let you down. Friends and family will disappoint. They will give you promises. But I cling to the scripture that says all the promises of God are in him. Yea, And amen. Bishop, what would you say to that individual? today to help them regain their hope, regain their trust in God? Because sometimes, you know, and I will share this, you know, we may lose a loved one and we may think that God has let us down because we wanted that person to be around. What do you say to that person to regain that hope and trust in God? Because he always knows what's best.
1: Well, I have been in situations like that, Mr. Speaker. And one of the things that I have to learn is that when we accept God's will for our lives and we accept God's will, period, we have to be ready for disappointment. Now, I know that sounds different in many ways, but because I just mentioned to you that hope does not disappoint. Yes, hope doesn't disappoint. But sometimes we are disappointed how hope works, because the way for certain things to happen may not be the way that we want it to happen. But the Bible tells me that all things work together for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. I love God. I'm called according to his purpose. And I know beyond the shadow of a doubt he is in control of my life. And so because of that, I know that whatever I deal with, whatever uh, disappointments, if I can use that term that come my way, I know for a fact that it's all a part of God's will because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. So life happens, brothers and sisters, life happens, and we have to be prepared for the things of life. But I guarantee you, that it's going to work for our good whatever experience that we've ever had it will work for our good and i am just excited and looking forward to it working as the bible said
0: most definitely because when it all works out and we get to the end that process doesn't seem too bad when you're on the other side it's all about going through to get from that promise to the fulfillment Of that promise, that process is a killer.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. You have that right. It is a killer. But every thing that I've gone through has been for a purpose and a reason. So I'm just thanking God. And I am looking forward to even going through some other things because I know God has something behind the door. He's got something behind this wall that I'm facing that I'm hitting my head against right now. I know for a fact he does. And I just have to trust
0: him. I just have to. That's it. It's all about trust. Well, at this time, we'd like to open up the floor. If anyone has a question for the bishop, you can go ahead and and raise your hand. We will allow for at least two questions. If anyone has a question for the bishop today concerning this topic, a good cause for hope. Okay, Bishop, if you would please just give us a summary and close us out today.
1: Well, God has a reason for us to hope in him and to hope in his cause. And so I have a reason to hope. I have a reason. Uh, My hope is confident. It's just a confident expectation of what God will fulfill. Uh, My hope, trust in God in spite of the problems. And believe you me, there are problems. My hope, trust in God, and it transcends uh, my understanding and my expectations. My hope waits on God. It waits on the accomplishment of his will And the hope that I have does not disappoint. I may not understand it, and it may not come when I necessarily want it to, but it always comes when I need it. So hope does not disappoint. And just in summary, God, his spirit uh, just speaks to us in the story and stories of Christmas, and it strengthens our heart. It, It helps us with the great hope in him that we have, and we will continue and certainly continue to fulfill the promises of grace that he's given to us. So with that being said, I am thankful for the Christmas season. I am thankful for the Christmas holiday. And I look forward to not only giving gifts under the tree to other family and other friends and and people that I know, but I also want to renew my gift. I want to give to Jesus. After all, it's his birthday, so we need to give him a gift of our lives. And every day I want Jesus Christ to see me renewing my commitment to him and living for him. So on this Christmas, give Jesus a gift and let it be your life a renewal of your relationship and commitment to him.
0: Most definitely. It is all about Jesus. I want to take the time now to thank everyone today for joining us and listening to Bishop Rudolph's teaching today dealing with hope just want to let you know this is mr speaker your facilitator reminding you to please visit the website at org. there you can listen to this podcast and previous episodes also when you get an opportunity please share this podcast with your family your friends your neighbors your coworkers, so that they may be blessed and stay on point just like you you've been listening to on point with bishop robert g rudolph On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.